Welcome to the Masters of Mindfulness series on a personal note. I'm Monica Ortiz and today's show, I want to speak to you about love and relationships. A lot of my clients come to me with lots of questions, concerns, and problems with love. Before we talk about love, I want to talk about what balance in a relationship is. Relationships are never perfectly balanced. So if anyone has ever told you that they have to be perfectly balanced all of the time, I'm going to say empty your cup and let's relearn a very important tool. In a very healthy relationship, there's always ebb and flow. So if you've been told that everything should be equal like this, well, if this remains like this for too long, there is no movement. And you know what happens when there's no movement, right? If this were a pool of water and there was no inflow or outflow, the water would become stagnant and bad things grow in stagnant water. In order to have a, and sustain a healthy relationship, you should always practice the universal principle of ebb and flow. What that means is when one person gives, the other person receives, and then the other person gives and receives, and so on, and so there's continuous movement. One person shouldn't always be the receiver, and one person shouldn't always be the giver. You must give and receive equally. Now. This doesn't mean that if someone gives you a gift, you have to run out and purchase them a gift of the exact equal value. It means that when someone gives you something, find it in your heart to return the gesture. When I talk to people about this, some of the things that they say back to me are, I'm more generous than my friends are, so they don't get back what I give to them, or my friends or family have more money than I do, and I can't give them back what they give to me. Giving and receiving equally doesn't mean that your gift always has to be material. It can be some sort of beneficial help to them, picking them up or dropping them off at the airport when they travel, helping them around their house when they're ill, helping a friend or family member out when they need it is valuable. So please don't forget that. When someone's kind or generous enough to give me something, I always remember to give back. Now let's talk about love. We all want it. We all want someone who can love us for exactly who we are, we, who can love us without judgment of our past, who can love us for all of our quirks, um, someone who can laugh with us, and who we can share special moments with. If you find yourself searching for love but not quite finding that right partner, let me tell you one of the keys to finding a beautiful, lasting love is to first love yourself. Find you. Figure yourself out. Discover what you like and what you don't. Understand your triggers and your tolerances, your patience levels, and what brings you happiness. Appreciate you for who you are. Before we can expect someone to love us for our past, we must work through all of the pain from our past. If we want someone to love us for our quirks, we have to really accept and love the quirky parts about us. I'm going to share with you a quirky thing about me. I talk about this in one of my courses, so if you've taken that course, you're going to hear it again. My second toe is much longer than my big toe. From the time I was young, any time I wore sandals, people would notice it and tease me. So I stopped wearing any open toe shoes. In my 30s, when I was working out some of my self-esteem issues, I realized that I had allowed all of that teasing and judgment to cause me to hide it, to actually not like it. So I looked at my toe and realized that there was nothing to hide. So what if it was longer than my big toe? It was a part of me and I thought it was kind of cute. I then embraced all of the odd things about me and started wearing open toe shoes. 
I love my longer second toe. It's part of me and I accept it. You see, I have to accept it first in a healthy way myself and not look for someone else to make me feel good about something that I don't feel good about. Loving yourself first will keep you from a lot of searching for the wrong things. These wrong things end up eventually not making you happy because they're superficial or just temporary. I always say the heart wants what the heart wants. When you find someone you're really attracted to, please stop and ask yourself, why is my heart wanting this person? Are you looking for a trait or characteristic because it is one that is lacking in you or because you are a whole person and it is a characteristic that complements the same trait in you? You speak about finding your other half and that when you find your other half, you will be complete. Please try and understand that a half and a half only equals a whole in mathematics. In relationship world, a whole person and a whole person equals a whole healthy relationship. Whole because you aren't looking for anything to fill a void in you, one that you're lacking. Now, if you're already in an amorous relationship, I'm still going to say work on loving yourself. Do not not love your partner. Just keep loving you. Not in a narcissistic way, but in an understanding and accepting way and continue to work on evolving into the best person you can be. If you're in a relationship and trying to navigate a better relationship with someone because we're in a relationship with everyone that's in our lives, then work on making those relationships healthy. In building a healthy relationship, first you must understand what your expectation of the relationship is. It is important to understand your own expectations of someone else before you can expect them to understand your expectations of them. And let me say, expectations can be a relationship killer if you don't know yourself and if you don't know how to effectively communicate them. You see, I don't have expectations of people unless they give me their word. Now, when they give me their word, then I do expect them to keep it. If they don't keep it, I then have an understanding of what I can or can't expect from them. I don't become angry or judge them. It's not good. I deepen my understanding of them and my relationship with them and then adjust accordingly. Now let's talk about healthy boundaries. One of the keys to a healthy relationship is healthy boundaries. Do you know how to set up a healthy boundary? Let me ask you a question. Are boundaries the key to balance? I'll give you the answer. Boundaries are not the key to balance. Healthy boundaries are the key to balance in your life. You might be thinking, but if I set up a boundary, then aren't I putting up blocks in my relationship? Well, you shouldn't put up blocks. We shouldn't build walls because walls keep people out. Boundaries are needed in relationships so that they can be healthy. The key to boundaries are healthy boundaries. A healthy boundary is not one-sided. A healthy boundary is set up so that you and the other person can both benefit from the boundary. It's set up for mutual honesty, mutual respect, and to be practiced in the relationship. It takes tender words and thoughtful actions. What if the communication is not good between you and someone you're in a relationship with? What if you have broken communication lines? This happens from time to time and we think about fixing it but don't know how. Sometimes we don't know how. In my relationships, I practice effective communication. What I don't practice is spitting out the first thing that comes into my head. Sometimes that can be not a good thing. Years ago, one of my friends was speaking to me and he said, you know, you're the first person I've ever met 
that not only thinks about everything she does and says and how it's going to affect you, but you also think about how it's going to affect everyone around you. And I took that as a compliment and I really thanked him. I think about what I'm going to say because I know that we can't take hurtful words back. If I'm having an emotional conversation with someone, I know that I have to be very careful about what I say because I don't want to hurt them. I don't want to hurt anyone. If you want to fix a broken communication line between you and someone else, you can start by thinking about how to approach them. What words you can use that they will understand. Be careful of your tone. Watch your body movements and make sure you're not coming out harsh or aggressive. Think about what you do when someone comes at you aggressively or you feel attacked. You put up blocks, right? You put up a wall. You don't hear everything clearly because you're listening with defense shields. It's the same for the other person. So speak to them in a way that you want to be spoken to. Think about actually mending a broken fence. It takes physical work, right? Well, mending a broken communication line takes verbal work. Be patient both with yourself and the other person. I've been asked many times, is love enough? My answer to you is, it would be wonderfully easy if love was enough, but it's not. Relationships can be strong bonds or fragile threads. It's up to you to find the right one for you. To be honest with yourself and with your partner and all of the people you're in a relationship with about who you are and what your expectations are for the relationship. Too many couples get together because of what they believe is true love, but they don't know enough about themselves or how to build a strong foundation to make the relationship healthy and lasting. Love is beautiful, and we all want and deserve it. Remember, it's up to you to put the work in. You can do it if you want it.